Everybody, good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And we're going to have an intelligent black conversation about a really important issue. Uh, the uh, first thing I want to do, though, before we get started, is I'd like everybody to remember while we're here, we are black first. Uh, black first means that we believe the black community comes first, that black wealth matters more than anybody else's wealth. We save ourselves before we save everybody else. And uh, if you agree with that, then put hashtag B1 in the chat. Hashtag B1 means that you're black first so we can have a conversation where we love each other and lift each other up as opposed to fighting. We don't fight on the channel unless we we disagree. We debate. <laughs> you got to fight because we love each other. So, uh, so put your hashtag B1 in the chat if you agree with what we're saying here. And also make sure you hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. So today's conversation is this. Uh, can a woman be attracted to a broke-ass man? Uh, I think that's the reason to start this conversation. Uh, when you talk about black love and black relationships, uh, there's a constant debate about wealth and money and where money, what role money does play, what, what role money should play. Uh, you know, you hear terms like, you know, gold digger. Uh, you hear uh, you hear terms that, that, that say, well, money shouldn't matter at all. And uh, which, which I, by the way, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, but the panelists are going to jump in on this. So, uh, uh, first of all, let me mention to you all who the panelists are for today. Uh, ladies first, uh, we have Nomalanga Mushali Moses, who's out of Botswana. Uh, Nomalanga uh, runs the Black Homeschool uh, com. She, she also was um, the 2012 Mrs. Botswana. How you doing today, Noma? Okay. All right. And uh, and we also have. She has a little bit of a delay. Noma does, I think. Great, so that's why boys, she's How are you? Oh, doing well, doing well. I think you have a little bit of a delay, so so I'll I'll try. I'll be patient with that. <clears throat> and also, we have Miss Estee Brown, who is a relationship therapist and a very smart smart lady uh, who is um, out of New York City. How are you doing today, Tia? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Hello to everyone on the panel. And we have Mary Dean, Mary Dean from FlyNewBeingQueenTV.com. She's also uh, the the Black Wall Street. Is it the Wall Street lawyer? Is that it? Okay, I was going to say Blackwalls. The Wall Street Lawyer, thewallstreetlawyer.com. How you doing today, Mary? Good. Hi, good morning. All right. And uh, in the men, we have John F. Thomas, an award-winning uh, filmmaker, writer, and director out of L.A. How you doing today, John? I'm doing good, man. How's everybody? Hope everybody's good. Good, good. All right. And also, uh, Jeff Lightsey Jr. from the Black Boss Channel. Uh, how you doing today, Jeff? Hey, how's it going, everybody? All right, doing well, going well. Okay, so let's start with let's let's take it from the top. Um, so uh, I'll ask the basic question. So I'll start with you, Nomalanga. Um, so so should a can, how how should how how should uh, wealth even come into the equation of of choosing a mate? Should should money even matter? And if so, why? I think Nomalanga's um, okay, okay. So yeah. Oh. There we go. Hey, Noma. It looks like my mic is muted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're back. Okay. Um, I thought my mic was muted. Yeah, uh, but it's I, unmuted. I, I, can you I, hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can. We can. I, I, we got a, a big delay, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be patient with that. So go ahead, Noma. Um, so I believe the only relationships that really matter are marriage relationships and um, relation, those relationships are obviously established for our well-being, for us to stabilize over many, many years, hundreds of years. Um, so for me, it's hard to understand how a man can be a protector and a provider um, when he has no money. So that's a very simple answer for me. Um, uh, if you're attracted to a... Bro 
a broke. And okay, I want to be careful about broke because I believe broke is temporary. Um, <laughs> um, you can be broke, but a man has to show you that broke is a temporary state and that poverty is not his destiny. And that if you tie your life to him, poverty is not going to be your destiny. But certainly we can tolerate broke, uh, but it has to have a plan with it to get out of that state. Mm, okay. So uh, broke with the plan uh, is okay. Or you know, so because broke is supposed to be temporary. So, uh, so, so Tia, Noma talked about providing and protecting. Uh, what about women who don't feel that they need to be provided for and protected for or protected? Uh, uh, do you think that that's even doable or do you, do you see, do you think that's common or do you think that every woman needs to be provided for and protected or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that every woman has the right to dis- determine what she needs in a partner. And so that partnership will look different on her needs and her desires. But I do think that there is something to the dating process and learning and understanding what you need in a partner. So while I do think that, you know, having a, a if you're interested in being married and having that bond and that connection and that relationship is the ultimate goal. There are things you learn around the, along the way. Uh, now, when it comes to broke, I totally agree with No Malenga. I don't think it, broke is about finances alone. I think when we look at women, specifically professional women or any woman with any level of ambition, the biggest thing is having someone who matches your ambition, who compliments you, who supports you. We see women dating all types of men, rich men who are definitely not broke, but treating them poorly. And that is bad in its own way. You can be in a huge house and be emotionally abused, financially abused, have no access to your resources, uh, not feel protected, not feel loved. So when we think about brokenness, we really, I'm really looking at it from a value perspective. Do we share values? Do you value me? Do you respect me? Now, in practical terms, yes, it's important to have someone who is able to not only take care of themselves, but if they're looking to be in a relationship, they need to have a plan. Right. So that plan should include financial security for themselves and the people that they have desired to determine that they would partner with and be with. Mm. Okay, so, you know, um, one of the things that that I find interesting is that it seems to me like it's 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 getting tougher and more confusing to be a man, honestly, that in the sense that, um, you know, if you it's it's hard, it's hard to go out and, and, and do well and make money, especially when you're a black man. Right. It's it's, it's you, you just have to play the chess game a little bit differently from everybody else because you don't have the same opportunities. So you figure that part out. And then, and once you figure that part out, then you've got all these other things like, oh, by the way, I need you to be emotionally like this. And I need you to pay, uh, pay attention to me like that. And I need you to do this and do that. And, and, and I think for some guys, it might feel a little bit overwhelming to say, wait, where's the instruction manual? Like, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm losing track. And then, and then you see pretty high divorce rates. And a lot of times the divorce rates that I see in America come from women complaining about their husbands. Well, he had plenty of money, but he was emotionally abusive and he wasn't nice to me, right? And then, or or may, or he was very nice, but uh, I, I can't be with a man who has no ambition and doesn't make any money. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, uh, John, I'll start with you. Do, do you think that sometimes it's a little bit confusing figuring out what you're even supposed to do as a man? Like, how, how does that feel for you? Yeah, it, it, it can be confusing, especially... <laughs> I guess the field that I'm in, because I'm I'm in entertainment, because on, on one hand, you're supposed to be, you know, the provider. You know, you're supposed to make make this money and you know take take her out on dates, you know, and stuff like that. And they can get expensive. I mean, same thing like that Cosby Show episode. I don't know if y'all remember when Theo was talking about I'm not going to college, 
And then he was like, oh, you planning on having a girlfriend? He was like, yep, yank the money out of his hand. Like, nah, you, you might as well, you're gonna be broke. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I feel like that because it's, it's like kind of like the struggle in a sense where it's just like, I'm trying to be ambitious. I, I, I have all these goals and plans and things like that. And I'm doing what a man should do is I'm working and strategizing and, and doing all this stuff. So either my time is sacrificed to where I can't spend as much time with you as I'd like, and that's a problem or I don't have enough money to just go out to eat all the time. And I live in LA, LA is expensive. So, so it's like way more expensive than being in the South. So I have to consider all of these things. So it's a, especially my last relationship, it was a constant struggle because it was like, I'm trying to get you to understand this. I have this plan, but we're not on the same page per se, because it's like, well, we don't go out to eat a lot. We don't go out and do this. We don't go out and like that stuff costs money. So. I'm, I'm feel torn at times in that sense. <laughs> okay, so so Mary Dean, um, uh, you know, John, John uh, says he was a man with a plan. So even when he didn't have all the money, you know, he had a plan to 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 figure some things out. Um, do do we value the man with the plan, or do we compare the man with the plan with no money uh, unfairly to the man who's got the money uh, because maybe some of his plan has already worked out? Uh, how, how does how does that how does how do you think that should play out? Uh, do, do you think that that there's a lot of unnecessary pressure, or do you think guys just aren't ready to step up to the plate? Uh, well, I like to, I hate to put people in a lump, and I like to think that everybody is their own individual relationships. Uh, my sister is an interesting situation, and I love telling her story. She started out with her man, now her man helped her get through nursing school when they were younger. So when they got older, he started a new business and they lived off of her salary for a, a couple of years. But eventually his business took off and now they're doing a million dollars in payroll every month and she is no longer a nurse at her job anymore. And so I think that their relationship had the kind of foundation that it took for her to be able to support her man through that kind of a situation because he supported her in the beginning though. And I don't, if a man does not step up in the beginning and, and be that for you, I think that a lot of women will find that situation a little bit difficult to do. But if someone held you down and helped you come up a little bit, then yes, and y'all have that kind of bond. I think the bond is what is most important. We, we're all individuals. There are situations where women are big, butchy, butchy, and they man is in a skirt, so to speak. And that works for them. So I think that everybody is entitled to make their own rules in their love life. Okay. So, um, uh, Ro, uh, Ro, Ro just joined us. Ro, Ro I, I, you're going to have to say your last name because every time I say it, I mess it up. I'm practicing, I promise. So, Ro is um, out of the country. Are you in France, Ro? Is that where you are? Yeah, we live in France. Okay, Ro lives in France. So, you have a, um, an international perspective. Uh, tell us about uh, American relationships and, and gender roles. Uh, I almost wonder if we're a little bit confused and that that confusion creates some chaos. Um, what are your thoughts on that? We're not just a little bit confused. We're so confused that it's almost the end. There are not going to be more and more and more um, Black American relationships. As you all can tell and see, it's getting really deep. It's getting really um, desperate. And males are unable to be men and... Um, females are being the husbands of these males and letting them man up and pay them, pay things for them and letting them take care of um, expenses while they hold each other down. And all of that causes emasculation that people are not aware of. 
we, women are not supposed to use their money to try to save men, males. And mm. so what we have done is, um, again, I'm, I want to remind everyone that we live in a bubble of con ignorance and confusion. <laughs> we are totally, totally disconnected from our roots. It is completely unheard of for an African man to even open a pot in certain nations. It is completely taboo. You're emasculating a man by putting him in a role that is opposite of warrior. We don't have warriors. Black men are supposed to be warriors. When a man gets married, a, when an African man gets married, he knows very clearly that he feels like he should have a big S on his chest because that's the day that he becomes his wife's superhero, her warrior. So what we have done in Black America is cause the Black women to be in a position of warrior, provider, uh, savior of all of these males. And in reality, there are several specific things that we can do, actual steps that we can take to turn things around because it is true that Black males around Earth are not supposed to have any money. Mm. It's very okay. true. Okay, so so Jeff, um, what what do you, what do you think about? It? I mean, I, I know you're you're 25. Um, uh, when, when you hear what Rose is, uh, how does that differ from what you're hearing when you go out into the world? Uh, so that that is interesting to hear a lot of that stuff because you, you see a lot of what's being pushed nowadays, and and not to say that it's a bad thing or anything, uh, is is like women empowerment. Uh, women liberation, uh, feminism, things like that. So when you hear those things, you hear of women that women that feel like that they don't need a man to be successful, that they don't need a man to live their life, they don't need a man to do X, Y, and Z. And, and a lot of that is true. Uh, but at the same time, I think in those cases, uh, you, you see, you run into an issue of, uh, I think a lot of some of what Rose says, like you, you run into the emasculation of something. Now, although I don't agree with everything Rose said, uh, but I do think that some of that does play a factor into uh, what is taking place uh, nowadays, just especially in America, just a lot of, uh, a lot of, I'm not going to say a complete confusion, but some of it is kind of confusing. Some of it is like the emasculation. So I, I, I do find that interesting. Some of those comments that she says, what I want, I want to, I want to point out that it is not possible for someone living in America to agree with everything that I say. You live in an ignorant bubble. But I do. Okay, <laughs> Mary, you say you agree. Uh, I agree. Elaborate. Maybe it's the Creole in my French blood, but I agree. <laughs> and that is so interesting because I don't know how old uh, Miss Mary is here. I'm 44 years old. And I'll be 40 we next month. Yeah, we're all probably the last living people from Louisiana who can give people a direct um, example. We're the only Black Americans who can give people a direct example about, of how we operate in order to achieve generational success. Mm. We don't have generational success in any group outside of Louisiana for Black Americans. We don't have it at all. You have little tiny sprinkles of generational success, but no groups outside of Louisiana. And after we die, that's it. Okay, so so Tia, uh, you're looking down. Um, it looks like you're taking notes to prepare your. No, <laughs> I, I'm not taking notes. People are actually texting me saying, "Like, oh my gosh, this is a wild conversation. <laughs> I'm so wild." 
Okay. Wow. <laughs> so what, 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 what are you what are you hearing and what, what's your reaction to everything um, you just heard? So I, I definitely think that black men are have been emasculated and there has been a an historic plan to not only emasculate them, but to rob them of their ability to be in in a place of leadership in the world and in their household. So I don't disagree with that. What I do disagree with is the notion that women shouldn't support men on their journey. I think when we dissect the end result, which is that men don't have a, enough power right now, how do we get to a place where men can so be you, powerful? So do you let, think let, let, you, me finish, let me finish what I'm saying, Ro, because I didn't interrupt you. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm we're in a place right now where a lot of men, I don't want to say all, but a lot, right, have not had the supports necessary to get to a place where they can actualize their goals. So when we look at uh, John, what he was saying is, you know, I'm at a place where I'm, I didn't have someone to, because you know, when in Hollywood, how people get ahead is you, your uncle, your dad, your, your godfather opens a door for you, finances your project. I don't have that. So I need someone who I'm looking for to be a partner, to be patient in that part of my journey, right? So for someone like John, I would say, it's also about who you're picking. Right. So it's not just about the timing. Like you don't always have to start together. But you again, this goes to the value. How am I picking someone who uh, sees the value in my journey? And also, am I expecting a commitment from someone who I'm not committed to? Because what you're asking her to do is behave like a wife. But it sounds like she was a girlfriend or someone that you were talking to. So I think that African-American women do realize that they have to, if they're looking to be in a committed relationship with someone, they can't always assume that he's going to have all the resources together. So that's why we're looking for someone who wants to be, I think a healthy decision is to look for someone who shares your value, who has a goal, who is working towards their goal, but also who, if they ask for a commitment from you, they're giving you a commitment, right? So me to be your wife, to be your backbone, to be your team member. I need to now know that I am your wife. You know, you're, the lady that you were with, you were dating her. You know, she wanted to go on dates. Now, if she was your wife, she would have a different responsibility. Mm. So, okay, so, how long have you been married? I love when you ask these questions. I don't think that it's fair to say different identities devalue. Um, devalue parts of your expertise or opinion. Similarly, I could say, how long have you done this? How long have you done this? And the reality is that we can. can. This is very easy to get a broken. Everything can come from a first person perspective. If I was married and divorced, does that mean something different? How many generations have you been married? How many generations in my family? Yes. I'm going back. Yes. Again, tell me more. Tell me more about why this matters. Because we're talking about big picture. We're not talking about the individual. We're not giving because the advice. purpose of marriage is generational success mm -hmm. and personal growth, not love. Okay, that's just I. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't talking about love. I was talking from a value based based perspective, which is to ensure success. You're not. I didn't, I didn't mention love You're at all. I talked about support. I talked about ambition. I talked about goals. I talked about commitment. I didn't talk about love. You're I don't married. know if that's fair because I'm not married either. Okay, let's let's think... go. I have uh, okay. Like, how about this? How, what are wife duties? Anybody want to answer? Share, share, anybody? Share, 
Share your point without trying to attack identities that the no. people hold. I, this is an open. Well, well, I, I, share your point without trying to attack identities because this it's all an whole open question for everyone. Because oh. it is not helpful for our people to learn more ignorance. And so my question remains: What are wife duties? Well, well, well wait, wait. Okay, so in fairness, though, I, I, yeah. I wonder if that's that a question like that a could be answer. answered differently depending on the relationship. I mean, is, it, is well, there room? Is, the is there, men, what are husband there? duties? It's very sexist. No, it's not. You didn't ask men if they were married and they were parents. It's it's very interesting how women tend to attack no. the identities of women no. when they're having an expansive conversation no. about no, perspective. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Internationally, I can ask this question to women outside of USA, mm-hmm. and I will get very specific answers. So it should not be difficult for me to ask, what are wife duties? Share what your perspective are is of wife duties. It is. I'm asking anyone here, mm-hmm. what are wife uh, duties? How about Noma Langa? I haven't heard from you for a second. Um, what, what are wife duties? What, what do you think is the duty of a wife? Noma. Um, I wasn't trying to to I wasn't trying to answer the question, but I did want to interject that um, you know we have to understand that we are looking at this from very very different perspectives, and I think what we always have to look at is what is the end result and what is the outcome. I always say that we throw around a lot of ideas, but we are the first to admit that, uh, for example, in America, black love, black marriage, black relationships are in jeopardy. They're they're, they're terrible. We don't know what's wrong and all those things. Um, To start to associate the ideas that we put together collectively and say, this is how we should do things and then see like, what is the result? So, um, I think, you know, we don't have to put each other on the spot, but it is that to understand um, what's the position that I'm speaking from, right? Um, if you say, if you talk about marriage, what is the purpose of marriage? If you ask me about marriage, I'm going to speak from an African perspective. And an African perspective is marriage was never about love. It was about gaining wealth, power, and influence. Um, and it still should be, but some people don't do it for that reason. And then they act surprised that it doesn't work. So, like I said, where, where you're looking at it from is very, mm. very important. Okay, so uh, let me ask, um, let, me, let, me, let me bring some guys in here. Uh, so, John, uh, uh, what, what, what are you learning from this conversation? I mean, you know, I think, I think we learn a lot from hearing from, uh, not just from hearing from women, but also from women with different points of view. What are you learning when you're listening to these ladies uh, go back and forth on this? You know, it's uh, it's, it's really interesting because I'm, I'm I'm definitely learning a lot. I've been following because I, I like to take in different perspectives. I've been you know listening to to Ro, even following you know her and her videos is very very interesting and have been learning a lot because if you stay in just in this one, especially living in LA and in the South, uh, two different extremes. Uh, every it's like you're in an echo chamber because you keep hearing the same thing, same thing, same thing, and you're not learning anything. So what I have been learning is the uh, the new definition of what a man is and what a man should be just from listening and what a woman should be 
But also, because I, I think our issue here in America for Black Americans is that we've been allowing white America to tell us what we should be. We have been allowing them to interject and, and influence and, and really have a large say in our homes. And that's taken away from the Black man. That's taken away from the Black woman. And we don't really have any kind of control, in a sense, uh, if you extend it on into our own households. It's like, I can't even, I can barely raise my own kids because white America has something to say about it. I can barely uh, have a, a discussion with my wife and and try to run my own household because white America is trying to, to come in and tell tell me how to run my house and tell her how she should you know respond to her husband and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think something we need to do is just redefine what, really look at what a man is, what a man should be in the black home and what a woman is and what a woman should be in the black home as well. And then we can definitely grow from there because it's just a lot of confusion. I agree with Rowan in, in a sense. And we're and because of media, media has been confusing us for a long time. Mm. Just, to, just to go off John's point, and, I, and this is kind of a question I want to pose to either Roe or Ms. No Malenga, but I, I hear you say that you don't marry for love, you marry for wealth and building wealth and generational wealth and all that stuff. But that, that's kind of confusing to me because it's like, yes, I can marry someone who I know is successful. I know if we're together, we will be successful as far as building wealth or having amounts of money or a certain status or whatever. But if you don't love them or if you don't have an affection towards them, how can that work? Like that, that, that's most, why I'm kind of confused about. Most because of us I feel don't like even know what love is. Most of us don't that's even a, know what love is. There needs to be an attraction. There needs to be physical attraction. And most people confuse love with physical attraction. And seriously, that's good enough. So mm. you have to have the, the physical attraction aspect. You have to be able to look at the person's family. You're marrying their family. You're not just marrying that person. And you have to make choices conscious based on generational success. Love is a deep thing based on commitment and actions. It has almost nothing to do with infatuation. So a lot of people confuse those things. Yeah, you'll feel, you need to feel infatuated. You need to feel attracted. That's cute and everything. And it's definitely needed. You're not even gonna be interested in someone that you're not attracted to. But love is supposed to grow after marriage and so many of us are totally confused doing it the opposite way going through the motions with someone who we're not committed with and then not being able to stick it through because you're playing house before you got married mm. now, now one thing so just to go off that um you say you know when you get married you're marrying them you're marrying their family and this is just for anyone it's like what if you have like one of those right so if my family ain't shit i just don't deserve love like i mean that's no, kind of like it speaks to oh, some of the challenges oh. in our community as we see people who are trying to do things differently who are trying to grow but come from immediate families where there's trauma where there's you know breakdowns and you're trying to figure out how do i move forward if i want to make healthy choices and so, so I it is a challenge. I, I, I definitely think that the value perspective is the key, right? Like someone yeah. who wants to be a partner and who you share the values with. So it can't just be, oh, she's beautiful. And I think a lot of guys- uh, can, I, can I say something? Okay, wait, so Noma, uh, go, go ahead, Noma. Um, I was gonna say also, it has a lot to do with our conditioning. 
You know, I hear, um, I was on a panel the other day with you gentlemen and all of you talked about how uh, women or the, the ladies you've run into tend to be attracted to men who are, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, thuggish. They don't want the straight and narrow, dorky, nerdy guy and so on. So that is conditioning. But if you're healthy and you're conditioned by good family, you should feel um, repelled by a man that will not for you. And you should feel attracted and grow in love with a man that is good for you. If you feel attracted to someone who's not good for you, that is thugs. Why are you attracted to women? Like there's so many women of value. There's so many women who are nice, you know, so many women who would want to be your partner. So when I watch the similar panel, that's what I I I make my point. Can I finish my point? Go ahead, Noma. Can I finish my point? Um, yes. So again, um, it's very important to understand how we're conditioned, right? Um, so again, um, if you're if even let's remove love from this. If alcohol we understand is toxic too of it, but you still feel the need to drink too much of it, we're not gonna say, Oh, that's what she prefers. We're gonna th- say you have a disease because you're drawn something for you not good to you and that will destroy your life you can take that and put it back into relationships if you feel love and affection and attachment to something or someone that does not help you grow Mm -hmm. that does not make you feel deep in love and is not deep in love with you isn't building something isn't going to build with you for hundreds of years because we're never just looking at the person in front of us we're thinking far ahead if you're attracted to that okay um, you have to ask yourself some questions. Why? What's wrong? Mm-hmm. And it seems that we can do that with many areas of our lives. But then when it comes to love relationships and marriage, we want to have a hundred different preferences and say that anything goes. Mm. Okay, so let me let me let me jump in real quick and then Mary, I'd like to go to you. Um everybody, I want you you all to know what we're doing today. We're having a conversation about love and relationships. And and the fundamental question was uh, can a woman truly love a man with no money? But we we spun into a lot of different issues in terms of uh, how we can do things better. And our panelists, I'll mention them very quickly. We have Jeff, Jeff Lisey Jr. from Ball Sports, uh, John F. Thomas, an award-winning filmmaker and uh, director. We have Nomalanga Mushali Moses from the theblackhomeschoolguide.com. We have Ro Kwangawa, a.k.a. Mrs. G. I'm practicing, Ro, I promise. And we also have Mary Dean, the Wall Street lawyer, uh, from flynewbeanqueentv.com and also Estia Brown, who's a relationship therapist. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Also, um, uh, we, we we believe in uh, controlling our image. So tonight we're doing Black Movie Night and we're going to watch um, Stock Option by Mark Harris, which is a black love story. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you like black love stories or you want to see black people loving each other on screen and you want to also uh, join a conversation with the director, join us tonight, 8 p.m. You can register at blackmovienight.net. It's totally free. You don't to pay money all you have to do is pay attention hit the thumbs up button hit the share button hit the subscribe button the notification bell very important please help us build black media so mary you had something to say uh in response to uh to what was just laid out here uh please go ahead yes i love hearing miss norma Langa speak when she get a chance and i love the advice that she said about being attracted to things that are harmful to you mm-hmm. and 
and and and applying that to your relationships because I think that that's where we all need healing. That's where it shows where you need healing work. And we do. We're traumatized people in America, African Americans, and you know what they call us, um, foundational Americans. We're traumatized people, so we do need to heal a lot of things. Um, but as for me, a black American woman who grew up in the United States of America, it is very hard for me to look up to my man as the male that I'm supposed to follow if he does not know how to bring home bread and butter. I can't follow him anywhere. I can't listen to him. He don't know how to eat. Maybe he should listen to me. And so <laughs> that's, that's where, you know, those gender roles, I'm a very alpha female. I am a bull, pit bull in a skirt. And so in order for me to be with a man, he has to be a very alpha male. And I, I, I like gender roles. I like to be in my place. I want to wear the dress and the high heels. So, But that requires me to be with a man that allows me to feel like a woman. And mm. if he can't eat, if he doesn't know how to make money in America, if his America has, has, has been too traumatized, because my life has been traumatizing. Right. I come from a Black family just like you do, right? And if I've had to overcome all of that trauma in my family and DNA and generations, then I want someone who has a soul, that is comparable to mine. Mm. I can't, you can't leave my house and no, I can't even think about having children with you if the words that you speak don't know how to put power on your plate. If you don't know how to mm. walk with your, as a stand up as a square, because I have had to learn how to stand up on my square and find my crown. So you women and, and men want that and deserve to have that kind of respect in their household. But mm. hey, it costs to be the boss. <laughs> well, you know, Mary. Well, let me let me just say this. Mary says she's a pit bull in the skirt. I found a picture of a pit bull in the skirt. You you and Mary, you you are far you are far prettier than a pit bull in the skirt. So, uh, <laughs> so I just want us to have that visual. You know, you you are not a pit bull in the skirt, uh, but but you are you are a successful woman, and I and I think that's great. So so uh, what what do you think about that? I mean, she says you have to pay the cost to be the boss. I I do not agree with this. Men do not need to earn respect. Earning respect, men earning respect is like saying that men have to earn being loved because- I didn't say earn. Well, you said that you couldn't respect him unless he was a certain way. It's just something that you have, it's either you have it or you don't. But my, Mm. like for instance, when I walk into the room, people respect me because it's in my aura, right? It's just who I am. And so it's not necessarily something that you can, it's just something but that we, we have to, rem- okay. We have to remember about our feminine nurturing. We have to remember what our feminine power is. Our femininity is still somewhere in there. It is up to us. It is up to us. It is up to us to nurture men, not males, because they need to go back to their mama if they're still a male. But it's up to us to nurture men to be and stay as their greatest selves. Mm -hmm. Dismissing a man because he's not where you want him to be right now is very, very matriarchal. It's very, very Black American. There are so many men who are hardworking or at least willing to work hard. We need to be searching for a man willing to work hard. Mm. A man who knows how to love a woman. A man who wants to work very, very hard for you. So those are the ways that men love us. We don't have, we don't need to take the position that if he doesn't qualify right now, because guess what? 
if we gave this advice to Black American women, they will die alone. Well, I, I also spoke about my sister in her situation right. where she supported her Your sister is, ab is an abnormal situation. Payroll. Wait, wait, but hold it's on. It's an abnormal situation. I, 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 I want to hear it. So tell us about your sister, Mary. Go ahead. So again, my sister uh, and her husband, who's been they've been together since I was in middle school. And I know when she was in nursing school, he supported her while she was in nursing school. When he started his business, they lived, they, he didn't take a salary from his business from the first two years, two, three years in his business. He didn't take a salary, which means they were living on just my sister's nursing. Fast forward to today, they're doing a million dollars in payroll a month with employees in a big business that has allowed her to leave her nursing career and work in his business with him full time. And so I, okay. I think that there's a, that's a wonderful example of, of rocking with your man through a, 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 a down quote unquote broke patch and then being able to reap the beautiful rewards. That's, that's love. I love you no matter what, because no matter what, he was still very strong. He was still a very much a provider. He was still very much the man of his household and, and, and none of that mm -hmm. changed. So You're I not the provider that. if you don't pay all the bills. That You're not the provider me. if you don't pay so you all the bills. So that's what I'm saying. You're contradicting yourself if you say, well, we can't tell women to disrespect, don't, you know. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because black women need to learn to live within the means of the money that the husband is bringing in. I'm not contradicting myself at all. I am a teacher of wife school. Do you really believe that I don't have solutions? I well, know. Well, okay. well, well, but is the solution? It's my turn to finish. But well, wait. I, I gotta ask. So, is the solution? But but when you talk yeah, about offer something. I, I, well, uh, yeah. No, I I definitely want to hear. This. So, I want to ask you a question too. Um, is, is it a one size fits all solution? I think that's no, that's a question. That's what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say here. It is not it a is. one size fits all solution. It is the love and the bond that two people can come together and share. And once they have the bond, deciding on this is what's best for our household today. This is what's best for our household tomorrow. But if you have a bond that is stuck and unbreakable, then it should be able to ebb and flow through life's ups and downs together. That's a husband mm. and a wife to mm. me. Okay. Uh, to okay. Say. No, no, Malanga, you have something to say. Uh, go, go ahead. And then, and then T, I saw T's hand go up. Go, go ahead, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, class. Raise your I hand. I was just gonna <laughs> offer that. I was just gonna offer that. <laughs> I was just gonna offer that. Um. Uh, first, I want to say. Um. I like to refrain from you know making personalizing things, but if we look at the situation and step away for a little bit and just say, the man who started a business and he had a wife for a while. Good family structure. Uh, for example, my father let me uh, take care of a man uh, for years while he built his business, and I was the man while he was building his business. What he would offer maybe would be, how about I help you and your husband build the business so that my daughter be the man, and then you still get the same result. You can still make a million a month in payroll or whatever, but you haven't compromised your wife and haven't asked her to work, bear children, clean the house. Mm. I mean, 
guys, listen, there's a reason why we keep hearing these things about women having giant fibroids, obesity, and all these other things. We are taking on too much. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That's that's something that we've tr- yeah. we're trying so hard to pretend mm-hmm. is okay, and yeah. it's normal, but it isn't. It's horrible. It's and horrible. And if you really love a black woman, you shouldn't want her go through all that. Um, and if there are enough male family, they will recognize that a woman is about to be put through trauma, stress, overwhelming for and they will step in wrong with a young man who needs support. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But he yeah. should understand that his wife is not the one who's going to carry him yeah. any more than yeah. as a parent you would expect your child to carry. Exactly. That's not their role. That's not their responsibility. So yeah. that's why we have to understand the depth of the breakdown of family. It always comes down to killing the Black woman. If you're not doing it right off you're doing it slowly and then we try to have these conversations and try to excuse it explain it and it's wrong just if you love a black woman preserve her her your caretaker your provider your all these other things while she never asks you as a man to take on you can't even you can't even build a baby in your body so she can't even ask you to do that for her yeah, I love I love and and I hear I hear everything she's saying and I get it. I think the challenge there is that when you're dealing with a generation of of people who don't have necessarily the communal resources to offer that support, you're in a different situation. So Mary, when you were talking, I also heard your pain, right? And saying that you know you see women, you know, and who are looking to create a partnership and in order to feel like you have a partner, you want to be able to respect them in a certain way. And I heard Rose saying, you know, respect is baseline. I think a lot of times, especially with the clients that I have, um, when women are saying respect, that's not necessarily the word that they totally mean. They mean that, you know, a lot of times there are men looking to partner with them who have not had the level of focus the level of discipline and who aren't being dutiful and committed and then they want to be the leader in the household and they aren't worthy of being followed because they wouldn't offer good leadership and i think that it's important to distinguish the two like you should always give a man a person respect you should love your brothers you should you know love your team however the person that you select as your mate i understand what you're saying in terms of like if he's not focused Enough, and it doesn't mean that he has the same things you have. So I think we need to take the the monetary thing out of it. But if he doesn't have the focus to to be a partner to you, it is hard for you to say I should I should follow him, right? So, but that also means who am I choosing, right? Mm. I should not choose a man who doesn't love me, who doesn't respect me, who isn't focused enough. To, to be a partner with me and to treat me in a way that's worthy. And I think that that's a really, uh, it's, a, it's a challenge because there are a lot of good guys out there. Men are still trying to figure it out. And I think that John and, and Jeff are great examples of men who are trying to say, you know, where do we fit in in all of this? And so, go ahead, go ahead. Well, let, 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 me, let me jump in as a, as a man who, um, 
you know, who agrees with you 100 percent about the importance of responsibility and um, and leadership in a household. Uh, America is just very confusing. I will say that uh, there's a reason why our divorce rates are insane. Um, and, uh, and our families all ripped up and it's not, it's not just black people, right? Uh, it's, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of these crazy things we learn from other people. And one thing I can tell you is this, um, and this is just, uh, this is just from the Boyce Watkins book of manhood, which, you know, you can throw it in the trash if you want to, but one thing about leadership, about being able to step forward and, and kind of guide a family or whatever, or, or a team or anything is that, uh, leadership requires trust. Um, trust from the people that you're leading and trust. Here's what trust means. Trust means that, uh, even if I make a decision that if you, if you've chosen me to leave, even if I make a decision that you don't understand, you trust that there there's logic behind that decision. Uh, trust means trust does not mean that you trust me until I make a mistake because everybody's going to make a mistake. Right. And, 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 uh, you know, trust means that if, even when I screw up, you're going to say, you know, what? I trust that man. Um, he made a mistake. We're gonna get right back on track. We're gonna be okay, right? Yeah. And, and, and what happens? What I what I have seen is that because of the the chaos with our families, the trust breaks down, right? So if you ask a lot of people, like I would ask, um, you know, like let's say you ask a woman, I'm not to make this gender specific, but you say, do, do you do you trust uh, do you trust men? Yeah, I trust them until they mess up, right? <laughs> so it's like it's like it's like the margin of error is super thin. If if you are not Superman all the time, the next thing you know, you got a front seat driver who's take, trying to grab the steering wheel, and you're like, get off the steering wheel, right? And and so so you have to almost uh, what I would almost say. This is just me jumping in with my two cents on this. Is uh, if if you're a man and you believe believe what the ladies are saying here, which I think is extremely important, pick a woman who is able to uh, to trust you to lead, right? Uh, because because some people are so traumatized, maybe because they couldn't trust their daddy, right? So now it's like, I can't trust any man because men will screw you, men will harm you, right? The men you love the most will destroy you, right? So, so you know, it's very hard to lead. But it's not just the dads too, and I'm not saying that all dads are bad, all dads are good or, you know, whatever, but like to what Noma Langa said, it has the village of men around me supported me and, and built me up and been a resource. And so that requires a different approach in terms of time and building that muscle and understanding that it's not going to be as simple as, you know, oh, I, I implicitly trust you because I haven't had that experience as a collective. I think the trust has to come in trusting yourself. And I think that if, especially in black communities, and I want to say this over, over say this again, because I'm going to David Banner's holiday party this weekend. And I remember him speaking one time and he said, you know what, black people are so traumatized. We need to lock ourselves in a room and heal. We need self-healing. <laughs> so I think that as you learn to trust yourself and your soul and your spirit, I always go back to the soul and the spirit aspect mm -hmm. of it. As you heal and grow, then, you know, you, you got to learn to trust your universe. You got to learn to trust who's vibrating into your experience and giving you opportunities to heal and grow. Right? Isn't that how the relationships work, Miss Relationship Expert? <laughs> I, think that, I think that there is so much confusion that we do need to clear some things up. Males are not men. Women should not marry males. Mm. Males will bring all types of harm to your life. Males are not reliable. We're not, we shouldn't even be referring to males. We should only be referring to men. And men have masculine instincts that makes, makes them need to protect and provide for one woman and her offspring. The other thing that needs to be cleared up is that if you're not married, 
no man is going to prioritize you because men reserve their best treatment for their wife. So you, you need to be clear that we're talking all of this and people may be confused of concerning how this relates to them when they're not married. You don't need, you don't have to get married, but you need to remember that men reserve their best treatment for their wives. All men covet their wives. And mm. so if you that. want to ignore that, if, it, if anyone wants to ignore that, that's fine, but it'll never work out for you until you qualify to be your wife. You learn that there are not four or five wife duties as most American people think, and that there are literally over a hundred wife duties that people in America are completely unaware of. It means that we are completely unqualified to be a wife. We're the opposite. We have negative points. And so would we, we want to battle and have all of these, these discussions, but in reality, American black women don't know how to be wives. They literally will ruin a man. And so I strongly suggest that American <laughs> black women get proper wife training. Well, the, uh, okay, it looks like the other the American yeah. women are a little bit uh, uh, offended yeah. by what you're hearing. Here. A little, a little. That's not what that was. <laughs> love and encouragement. And those support. are shots fired. Those are shots fired. And and you know I don't know if it's necessary. Um, <laughs> But I, I guess we've been doing that all morning, just firing shots at one another as a, as a, as a way to prove our points. And it's just not, it's very unladylike to be honest. It doesn't, none it's of not, this is personal. None of this okay, is personal. Ahead, this is about what our people need. We go don't ahead. need to be selfish and think that everything is about us personally. Our people need help. These are not shots fired. These are points to clarify things so that we can survive. We're and literally I going extinct. It's not personal. I think that um, what Mary's saying, and I think what some people will feel, and some people want, some people like a Rose approach and some people don't. Some people feel like healing and help needs to come from a perspective of um, more understanding and not feeling attacked, right? So I think the, the issue, the good thing about panels like this is that people get to see different approaches, different ideologies, and pick what works for them. Mm, well okay. said, Ms. Tia. Right, so no, me, I'm sorry me, I don't me, agree. Let, let, I'm sorry let, I don't let, agree. Let, I'm sorry I don't agree. We don't get to pick. What works is what works, and what doesn't work doesn't work. I'm just Okay, okay, wait, 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 hold on. We got we gotta stop for a minute. All the talk, just so you know, it doesn't get picked up on the computer. When you're both talking at the same time, it literally comes off as jumble. And also, I see two guys that are in the room who haven't spoken for a while. And I, I'm going to like, yes. I, I think John, I vote John and Jeff. <laughs> no, and they're so polite. They're so polite. Right? So, so John, John what, what are you hearing? What, what would you, how would you paraphrase what you're seeing right now? John, let me drink some water. There's a lot. It's a lot you know of just. I, I can see both sides uh, because on, um, I mean, because both, both sides are making really good points because, you know, there, you, you have to be careful on yeah what you choose. 
So that is very true. I mean, we we have to be all of us have to be a lot more um, to both sides point, you know, because I think they were saying it, but it, it, it I don't think they were, you know, maybe they weren't really understanding that they were saying the same thing. But, you know, you have to. Mm. There, there are males out there, right? But there are not a lot of males. Just because it's a, it's a male doesn't mean that's the male that I need if I'm a woman. You know, so I need a man. And the same thing as a man, there's a lot of women out there, but that's not the woman I need. I, I need a real woman, you know, so, or females, I need a woman. And, you know, we, we, we have to be a lot better with, with our choices. That is true. Also, uh, the reality, sadly, in, a, in America is that a lot of the choices that we have out here are crap. And that goes back to us really need to do the inner work. A lot of us need therapy. A lot of us need to, back to Mary's point, we need to start trusting ourselves more to make better decisions than what we've been doing. I mean, really, what, what it all boils down to, we really, we need to work. We need to work. We need to work on ourselves and have that flow out and to, again, make better choices because we can't, you can't keep making the same choice and then wonder, why am I in this situation? I can't find anybody. Blah, 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 blah. It's just like, well, you keep doing the same thing, right. expecting a different result. That's called insanity. That's mm. insane. Mm. I have three kids now. Man, I can't find no good man. Well, what the hell? What's going on? <laughs> I, I have different mamas, man. These women ain't work. Bro, that's, that's you. That's not, that's not okay. them. That's you. Okay, so, yeah. so Jeff, uh, so, Jeff uh, what, what do you hear? Yeah, so uh, just to go, it's funny, John. You you tuned into uh, Tennessee when you when you did a little bit of that. But uh, just to remind you, I remember Roe telling us in a panel, "You're not a man until you're 35." So, John, you're not a man yet. I still got 10 years left, boy. She only been a man for a few years. But, but, but besides that, but besides that uh, it, it is it's, it's it's interesting because you, you're hearing a lot of different uh, perspectives and a lot of different things. And and I I, I tend to not think that. Uh, that it is a one size fit all kind of thing. I, I hear No Malangum kind of say it, and I hear Rose saying it almost like it's a one size fit all. If you do X, Y, and Z, this is how you'll have a happy marriage. This is how you'll be happy. And I'm not so sure that's true because, there, like you said, there are a bunch of different approaches to things. And 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 last I checked, I'm not for sure. I've never lived in these places, but everybody in Africa that were married, there are divorces in Africa. There are divorces. In no, France, no, 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 no. So, so, so no, no, I, I want to no, say that, no, like, I, I no. do believe that there are divorces in these other places that no, 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 you're no, taking no. these models. No, no. So, 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 Rose, you said there's no divorce in, in Africa. One in a thousand. One in a thousand. But, 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 but my point is, it still happens. So, what I'm saying. No, no, no. Is, it's a bad point. Uh, but what, what, what about what about happy marriage though? I mean, Thank you. That was what I wanted to say, Doctor Boy. What about happy marriage? And I also think it's important to show people. Well, hold on, wait, hold on, Mary, Mary, then Tia. You can be happily single. You can be happily single. Hold on, Ro. Hold on. Go, go ahead. Happily single. We are putting way too much emphasis on the just the institution of marriage as opposed to people being bonded together and love one another and having being able to grow having a healthy relationship and and i wanted to say interject and say this one thing that i just do not like about this panel is one of the things that i found that we have in the united states of america we america is a melting pot 
And so you get everybody that come over here from all of these other countries. And black people, we have black people on all a whole lot of different continents. But what I hate to see, which I saw a lot when I in New York City, because a lot of New York black people, they're not just like black and white down south. They are Nigerian, Guyanese, they're Jamaican, and they identify heavily with their culture. And you always see people hating on one another and, and, and waving their cultural flag and, and, and belittling other black people. And I just don't like it. I think it's divisive. I think it's ugly. I don't think it's uniting. I, we can all have our perspective and we're entitled to your perspective, but just to totally turn your nose up to other people. And it is love, not that. Put everybody in a lump sum and say that this group of people is that and that group of people is this. Sounds like white America and what they do to us. It's not that, Whoa. it's not that. It's just matriarchy versus patriarchy Ugly. it's really not national versus anti-american it's just that patriarchal people cannot coexist with matriarchal behaving people it's not that they don't like or we don't like black americans it's just that you have a very disrespectful and breaking down way that we cannot get with because we are patriarchal it's not uh, Nigerians against Bell. Americans. I love no, it's not. Me. And so to put me in that kind of, I was agreeing with you, Miss G, very early. Oh, I agree with everything you said, and you, you, you gave me props because I got a little bit of French in me too. So all of that is just. <laughs> I think that everybody is individuals. I take. You know, was, we all do need our no. healing. Check out Miss Tia; she does that healing work because we all need some healing in the black community. <laughs> I, I don't this deny individual, that. I this that, individual you know, attitude. Individual. I would never look at either one of you guys on this panel and turn my nose up to you because you yeah. live in a different state or have a different... None of that. The individual <laughs> attitude is exactly what we're referring to. Calling everyone an individual and saying that we operate as individuals is the matriarchy mm. that patriarchal people try to avoid. It's, mm. it's, it's very no, we don't operate as individuals. That's why we're winning. Can I just? Okay, no, 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 Malanga, go ahead. And then I'll Can go I after. Just... Yeah, and then and then Tia. Go Can ahead. I just say? Um, I, I, I just want to keep emphasizing that um, it's very, very important that works and what has been proven to work, and then look at what hasn't worked what builds up the mindset and the patterns and so forth of what doesn't work. So to point out something that doesn't work um, isn't attacking anybody. It's just pointing it out that this worked. And I think how we personalize things is family is imperfect. You could probably find some skeletons in our family if you dug deep enough, okay? And that applies to almost every family. Okay, mm -hmm. so nobody has ownership of affection and everything being okay. But I still stand on we should be able to say what works and what doesn't work. And if a person happens to identify around here that everything that they've known is what doesn't work, it does happen that we become very um, emotional and all these other things. And I understand that. So I never take it personally, even when I get attacked and told that I'm being a certain way. Um, I'm a human being. After somebody says, 
But I think it's, that's why I keep saying it's very important not to personalize things and stay focused on what has worked, what does work, and then see how you can change or heal or whatever it is based on what works. Okay. When we're on other well, subjects, you don't get to go into a, um, uh, this, you know, like a science class and say, well, my thing is that, that that equation doesn't equals to that, you know, because it, it, it has a specific outcome, right? Um, and the same thing is, is that it applies here, maybe just not as specifically, but if you really dig in and you study these things, you will see that there are patterns up behavior that people who have been successful for hundreds of years have exhibited. Mm. And then there are patterns that people who have been successful exhibited. But mm. okay. you see yourself in what hasn't worked and you feel attacked. So I really okay. understand so, that. So, so let, let's go to Tia. Uh, Tia, it looked like you had a response. Yeah, no, and I, and I think that... Uh, this is a really good conversation. There are a lot of points that I think John hit it best. We all agree on. And the biggest issue that's been triggering is when people feel like it's personalized and that messages aren't delivered with respect. Not that there isn't a need for change and there isn't a need right. for growth and that there are some tools that are needed. I think the thing that's missing here is that um, from Noma Lenga and Will's perspective, which is very concrete, is like this is the result. But what's missing in the conversation is the process, right? So how do you get to a point where, you know, you can, you know, and Boyce, you spoke to this too, be treated, treat people with trust and be treated in a manner that feels loving and respected when you're dealing with a group of people who have been largely traumatized. And we mention it, but we also skip over what that means in day to day, right? So we have women who've experienced trauma. We have grandparents and uncles and aunts who've experienced trauma. We have guys who've experienced trauma. And now we're supposed to go from A to Z. So I think that some of some of the challenge now is like, what are what are the tools that help you transition from, I want to be in a in a relationship where I feel respected and trusted and I can I can um, be relaxed and I want to be treated with respect as a man and treated as a leader. But I don't have all of the tools. And the women don't feel like they have all the tools. And I think that that's the next step because you can't jump into, okay, all of a sudden I'm just going to be trusting, you know, all of a sudden I know how to be a lead. It's grooming, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's the, that's the thing that we're missing. And we, and those are, I think what more of our conversations need to be about, you mm -hmm. know, what, we're forward. what are the, what are the things that we're not telling our men that men aren't talking to men about? What are the things that women aren't talking to women about in terms of practical tips, steps, things that we have to process emotionally. You know, you know, Boyce, you said something that I thought was very profound and I hear it a lot with uh, my clients as well. If I make a mistake, it's the worst, you know, or if he makes a mistake, I'm not going to be able to trust him again. And that's just not how it works. So mm -hmm. I think the conversations about what's about the process are what's needed. Mm. Well, you know, what's funny to me, I, I'll, I'll say this is that, um, I, I'm still having a hard time figuring out how matriarchy, if you look at the, the definition of matriarchy is a system that is led by women and the definition of patriarchy is a system that is led by men. And, uh, and, and one of the things I have observed is that uh, it's hard for matriarchy and patriarchy to exist at the same time in the same space. And some of that uh, just, you know, uh, from my experience comes from the fact that men uh, we're, we're territorial and we, and the energy you get from us 
is going to change depending on the situation we're in. So if we're, you know, if we're in a situation where we feel like you're competing with us, like you're, you're, you're constantly barking and fighting for territory and power, then at least my, you know, my reaction as a man, I think a lot of men might agree with this. My reaction as a man is either I'm going to confront you and fight you for power, or I'm going to leave and, and let you have your territory, not, not get in your lane. You know, a lot of my guy friends, you know, when, when I get in the space with another, you know, strong man, uh, we stay out of each other's way. Or we fight. There, there is no like nurturing, like oh, I love you know, like all that, like yeah. that nurturing, uh, protective energy that you would have in a relationship. Um, it only comes if I don't feel like you're trying to constantly be a competitor. Right? So, well, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, wait, 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 that that when when dealing with a woman, I will say this: that 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 whole um, I don't need a man. I want to do what men do. I'm just like a man. Anything a man can do, I can do. What why? What, if you do it, why can't I do it too? That's the type of energy that will make a lot of men say, "Okay, you know, you do you. I'm gonna go home. You you got the house. You got the kids. You got the bills. You handle that. I'll show up for sex maybe once every two weeks. Uh, but outside of that, I, I'm not here to try to nurture and protect this because." At that point, you're bringing me into a situation that feels like taxation without representation. I don't have any power, but yet I'm supposed to be an accessory to this empire that you're building. Fine. Put your penis on the table. You be the man. And I'm going to just go home. Like, that's what a lot of men do Like because they don't want to fight you. If you are a if you are a barking dog, that's why I was messing with you, Mary, about the pit bull in the skirt thing, because I don't think that's who you are. You're a very sweet lady. But that that pit bull kind of thing will make a man either fight you or go away. He's not going to want to nurture you, love you, protect you, and cuddle with you because you don't cuddle with a pit bull. Nobody cuddles with a pit bull. Go ahead, please. Tia, Tia, Tia. Part of the, the process thing that I'm talking about is like women don't even always understand that they're doing that. You know, they don't mm. understand that if you grew up in a, in a situation where you have to, you know, provide for yourself emotionally, financially, and then you're looking to partner, how do you turn that off? And that's all mm. I want to say. Like women don't understand. Don't mm. you know what? But that's why I'm pushing you away. But so how how do we get people to be more mindful? How do we have those conversations without insulting each other? How do we make room for error and say we still want to be committed and grow? Because I feel like this is a person who is a value, right? Mm. And, and who, who I I can build with. But she has issues. He has issues. Mm. You know. And I also okay. don't want to make it seem okay, like. Ma- oh, go okay, ahead. Ma- Mary, go go ahead. Well, and that's where I feel like a man who is in his patriarchy, so to speak, he's no, he's no, he's no match for his queen. The a mm. woman will naturally, it's, it's like big fish will always eat little fish. And if you're a woman, <laughs> you can't eat little fish, then maybe that fish is too big for you. I understand that. See, my bark might sound like a bark to a little bit boy, but to a man that's my king, my bark don't, it sounds like eat, 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 eat. Come here, boo. Come here, boo. Let me come here. And so for me, that's why I like my men to be, you know, to, to embody. I need a king that's king enough for this queen. I can't help I'm a big queen. I need a big king. And so I think that that's where the roles come in. If You know, that's where you find someone who's compatible to you. But I also think the challenge, Mary, is the bark that you have in one aspect of your life isn't necessarily the bark you need to have in another. The bark that you have because you've been trying to protect yourself 
Okay. That, and that's all. That's and that's that's the one I'm talking about with the mind. Okay. The, you know, the black bull on Wall Street will never say it's a bark there. There's no bark there. He laughs if I tell them other people think I bark. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> to him because he don't see barking me at all. Okay. And so that's why I say when someone is your king and king enough for you, you fall into your feminine, beautiful role. Because we in America, black women, mm. we are very feminine. We can fall into that role. It's very natural. Uh, Ro, Ro, Ro is shaking her head. Uh, Ro, Ro and then Jeff. Ro, okay, go ahead, Ro. I just want to say that Black American women are having a battle and a dominance problem. We have solutions for that. Y'all need to girl down. This is too much. All of this barking and you need somebody who can handle you. People handle lions. Men need peace. Men don't want to have to compete with women who are have to hear barking in their own home. The one of the things that a man will tell you is the one of the most important things that he needs is peace. And if you can't offer that, everything else comes after some and almost all you. I agree. I agree. So, you know, seriously, I find myself coming to these panels and my voice gets overused. I'm talking <laughs> louder than I ever do in any other aspect of my life because I have to try to be heard over everyone else here. I'm getting exhausted. My femininity is getting un, un uh, tapped into. It is not normal to have these abrasive, it's not normal to have these abrasive uh, conversations and women who don't have filters on their mouths. We all should be thinking before Amen. we speak. We need logic. We need to be able to understand that maybe we were not raised to speak with logic. Maybe we're responding because most, a lot of us are in this position because we were not raised by men. And I when was. you're raised by a man and you know, you, you know that you have to I think was. before you speak, you need to speak logically. You need to be serious about not um, saying the wrong thing, but it is also imperative for us to not get our feelings hurt when we're discussing the truth connected to solutions. Mm. So I let, understand Jeff, well, let, well, let, not connected well, to solutions, but well, the, if we're discussing the truth connected to solutions, then that needs to be okay. Mm. Okay, so discussing Jeff, the truth Jeff had, is okay. Well, well, let me, Mary, Jeff, Jeff had his hand up early. Let, let me go to Jeff and then I'll go back to you, Mary. Go, um, go ahead, Jeff. I, I just want to say uh, barking make my head hurt, so I don't know if I need a whole bunch of barking. But <laughs> but uh, just to just to kind of just circle back, uh, I, I do think that that uh, it, it kind of goes back to our original topic is like, can you be with a broke man? I just want to answer that really quick, and I, I don't think it's true. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. If that, I don't think you can bark because just to, to a lot of things that Mary has said and Tia has said, I, I think that. Um, that just when you, especially when you're a successful woman, someone like Mary Dean or Miss T or Miss G or Noma Langham, like I think that there is a level of finance, responsibility, and structure that is needed in the household. And so to be broke, I don't know if you'll receive that respect. I feel like I heard someone say uh, during this, it's like, uh, you know, I need someone to kind of put me in my place. And if you come and if you're not the breadwinner or you're not the person who's coming in, Putting the, uh, you know, putting the, uh, the getting the bread or bringing home the money or bringing home the bacon or whatever. It's kind of hard to get that respect from your woman, especially if she's making the salary that you feel like you should be making or if she's doing something or out outgoing or whatever and doing the things that that you feel like you should be doing. So just kind of to circle back to uh, our original point is can you be broke and have a successful relationship? I think the answer is no. 
Well, let me, let, me, let me ask you all about something real quick. Who, who's I think Noma was next. Um, uh, Shahrazade Ali, I think, said that um, that that she said that white women go to college to uh, find a husband, and black women go to college to prove they don't need a husband. Um, uh, Noma Langa, I'll start with you since you had your hand up. If you can answer that question, uh, do you think that that's true, or and uh, if so, why? And uh, and how how might we kind of address some of that in in a you know respectful and loving way? Um, well, it, it actually is true, and it goes back to your point, boys, of um, talking about that trust. Um, the unfortunate thing about, you know, I, I keep having to mention, I've lived um, in America since I was 19 years old and married an American, so I'm not entirely unaware of the American experience, okay? Um, but uh, the truth is that it goes back to your point about trust. Um, uh, women from other cultures have the luxury and the privilege of coming from families where um, they've always seen men that they can trust. Maybe not always, but most of the time. So when they go to college, they're going to look for that man and then trust him. And then when you come from an environment where nobody, <laughs> nobody's trustworthy, I'm number one. If I don't take care of me, uh, it's over for me. You're not going to go into college or any into anything with the same idea as somebody who has had the privilege of knowing that they can trust the men around them to take care of them. So, yeah, she's right uh, for the most part. I did want to add just one more thing um, to Rose's credit um, that, you know, uh, Rose, she has a whole page, maybe two, maybe you know, a lot because I read uh, Rose's book. Um, and she specifically gives you a checklist. If you're a man, this is a woman who can be a wife. And if you're a woman, this is a man who can be a um, good partner, right? So I, I actually checked this list. And when I've seen really some healthy families and relationships and husbands, that list, if the husband above or whatever it is. And when you break down in a lot of dysfunction and craziness, they can't even get five out of those hundred things. And I think that's 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 yeah. where we can take the conversation is just get 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 serious about understanding what uh, uh, is good and right and works. And I know I'm repeating myself and get serious about not getting into this mode of um saying I, I, I like to do it differently when what when what's different doesn't work <laughs> if it mm. doesn't work what, what's the point mm. okay uh all right so how about we do this first of all i want everybody to know we're doing our all black intellectual chocolate panel today and the original question was uh can a woman accept a man who's broke and uh we we went into a little bit of everything we went through the whole love universe uh, because our panelists are so smart and they have such a great array of opinions. And and uh, everybody, if you're watching, if you could hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. That's very important. We're building black media here because, as you guys can see, when black people have a conversation, it's a different conversation than when white people have the conversation or when they pick the black people to get to have the conversations. Um, I think it's very important for us to get our own ideas. So uh, if you agree with that, please hit that thumbs up button. Please hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live. Uh, also, uh, don't forget that 
Uh, we, we also support black love, uh, black wealth, et cetera. Uh, we're building a black movie industry. Join us at blackmovienight.net. That's where we're going to watch a black owned film. The next film is going to be Stock Option, a black love story by Mark Harris. That's totally free. Uh, join us, blackmovienight.net. That's where you can register. Um, so so what I would like to do with, with the panelists is, uh, is this. Um, I, I actually have to go in a minute because, uh, believe it or not, uh, in a moment of transparency, you know, Alicia and I, we meet a uh, we, we meet a person you might call a therapist every week, but really I call that person our marriage coach. And the reason that we need the marriage coach is because um, I've learned that relationships uh, don't just come down to figuring out how to get along. They come down to knowing how to fight in a productive, constructive way. So when you have conflict, you have disagreements. There's ways you handle the conflict in a productive way. There's ways you handle it in a destructive way. So we try to learn how to manage our, our conflict. Right. And uh, and that that's a real thing. A lot of people go through that. And so uh, so I'd like every panelist, uh, starting with um, Jeff Lighty Jr., if you could maybe in 60 to 90 seconds, give kind of a final thought so that you can let us know what you learned and, 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 and what we can walk away with. That's going to help all of us become better people. So starting with Jeff, uh, what, what say you, my friend? Uh, so my final thought is uh, just uh, I learned a lot just listening to the different women and the different perspectives that they have, whether it's, uh, you know, what they've learned growing up, what they've experienced from different cultures and all these different things. So I, I definitely think there is a lot to take away from this. Uh, but I will say just my final thought, I think there is more than one way to find successful uh, to, to have a successful relationship. I think there. Uh, I think there's plenty of ways like there, there's give and take on both perspectives. I think as a man that you should be able to uh, rely on your woman in some instances, obviously you don't want, to, you know, they, I don't think as a man, you'd want them to be, you know, the end all be all you, you want, uh, you don't want them just to be the breadwinner or, or, you know, just coming in with nothing to offer. But I do think women can offer you a lot uh, as far as not just financially, but emotionally and, and have a certain level of stability there. Uh, but at the end of the day, the question was, do you think women are attracted to broke men? And my answer is no. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going in the, in the order on, uh, that I see you guys on screen. So, uh, so the next uh, person, uh, if you'd like to leave your final statement, uh, John F. Thomas, uh, what are your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts are, you know, there, there are a lot of, of crap options out there, especially in America. Let's just be real. Let's just be honest, completely honest, put it all on the table. That doesn't mean there aren't any good options out there. There are. But because of the crap options, you know, we have to start making better choices, uh, be more selective of who we talk to. And also, sometimes, you know, you have to turn it inwards because a lot of times we critique out. But what do we really critique in and just like really evaluate on the inside? Like, maybe is it me? Is there something that I can improve on during this time being while I'm not talking to anybody? Maybe I, I need to listen more. Maybe I need to to work on some, find out what I love to do. You know, just all these different things. And maybe I need therapy. A lot of us need therapy. <laughs> so actually, it's, it's funny that boy said that I'm going to be talking to a a consultant later on. So we can, and it's a, it's a black woman because I want to talk to somebody black to understand my black issues. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm not just saying this. I'm, I'm actually practicing this in my life. So it's just, we, we have to all start making better choices, start being more loving towards one another and have an open dialogue. And to answer, go back full circuit to that question, does a lady, does a woman love a broke man? I think most black women in America, no, they, they would not want to be with a broke man. 
um, very, there's a select few that will be with a, a broke man that has a plan. But even if that broke man has a plan, a lot of black women in America still doesn't want to be with that broke man. So that's something that's a real conversation we need to have. I think this this should continue. It can't continue now, but there should be a part two to this. So hopefully we get to that later. All right, all right. Uh, no Malanga Michelle Moses. Um, I'd like to hear your final thoughts. Uh, what what say you, No Malanga? Um, I think it's important to understand that when a woman says that she doesn't want to be with a broke man, and as I said, I look at broke as something that's temporary. Um, and oftentimes broke is the stepping stone to actual wealth and long sustaining success and wealth. So when you talk about broke and you're a woman and you say, I don't want to be with a man who's broke, um, what you're really trying to do is harvest something or what is it, seed time harvest when you didn't sow anything. Mm. So that's why I keep emphasizing that as long as he has the potential and the ability um, and has shown that he is capable of getting to that wealth, you should be able to insert yourself in that situation and you work together to get there. There are men who will never be wealthy because the seed, unfortunately, uh, may not be the right seed. When it's not right, they don't even recognize that it's not right, and they're not going to do anything to correct it. So I think it's very important to understand broke versus poor versus um, always going to be broke, which is actually just poor. Okay, um, That's the first thing. And the last thing that I always want to add is... Um, I think we have to be mindful not to keep having these two sides, you know, saying I see two sides. There are no two sides. The only, the, the, we should all be on one side. This whole panel should be on one side. And that's the side of doing what works for us collectively, um, coming up with solutions that don't necessarily um, always, a lot of what was good for me as a child um, I was resisting when my parents were trying to tell it to me or condition me that way or whatever. Um, but they were the parents and they got to condition me a certain way. And then I realized later in life. So it's not about, you know, uh, that culture is better or thinks they're better or this patriarchy major throwing around all these terms. It's about what works for us and what's going to make us collectively more successful. Those are the two sides what works for them, works against us. And on this panel, we should all be on the same side of what works for us and try to always focus on that. Okay. Amen. All right. So, uh, Ro, uh, what is your final thought? I think that we need to be clear that um, we don't need to be trying to fix broken men. However, we are, we should understand that there is a difference between a broken man and a man who's not financially successful. If you are seeking to marry a man, he should at minimum have the ability to take care of himself. And if black American women are trying to find suitable husbands, they're going to be looking at men who are in only this, so many men are gonna be just in this category able to take care of themselves. They can call that broke if they want to, but what I see is potential when a man is able to work hard if he has the passion to do so. All men need to be needed. There's not one actual man on earth who doesn't need to be needed. So if you're going to try to understand men, you're gonna have to dig, dig deep 
and understand that taking away a man's ability to be needed is never going to work in your favor. You're going to emasculate him and he will hate you. There are so many men who have taken money from their wives to try to improve themselves. And I promise you, they hate them later. They hate them. So let's be very clear. There are steps that we can take. I have seen women from Africa, from Japan, go to America, marry black men that black American women say they don't want, whom are broke, and their husbands become millionaires in a few years. How do they do it? But we can't do it. The reason is because they take specific steps. They fall back. They focus on the home. They leave a situation where there is no way for the man to do anything but man up. They fall all the way back. And the man has no choice but to man up. And he does it every time. And the women have money saved, which, and they get it usually from their parents. But if a black American doesn't have, a black American woman doesn't have money from their parents, we almost all have jobs. We can save money and it's called feminine mystique fund. It's supposed to be yours from your father. And if your father didn't give it to you, you're supposed to create it for yourself. There are specific steps like Norma Langa keeps saying. It's not all of this guesswork. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Please focus, mm. go to life school, do something with yourself. That's all I'm saying. All right, all right. Now I've got two and a half minutes before I start getting uh, <laughs> before I start getting barked at. I'm playing. <laughs> Thank God we don't, we don't bark. It's more like a. <laughs> but go ahead, Dean. Your, your, your final thoughts. Okay. Uh, well, I want to start off by saying, "United we stand, divided we fall." And I started off by saying that is because from the moment we started on this panel, I have to be honest with you. I have agreed with every single woman on this panel. And I think that the only, actually everybody on the panel today, and I, United We Stand, Divided We Fall, I think the thing that actually triggered me is the downplaying and belittling of another general culture of people. So I kind of found that offensive. Um, as it relates to, I, I just, I you know, and, we, and on that note, I'll just pass the mic because I thought that what Norma Lega said was beautiful and I, I give it two thumbs up. I thought that what Miss G said was beautiful and I give it two thumbs up. And I know Doc got to go, so I'm going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, S.C. Brown, your final thought. Oh, I, I, I agree with all of the uh, panelists, um, specifically those who who said, you know, our goal is to move forward. And we do that by looking at the tools to create healthier relationships, not just in our households, but in our communities so that we can have uh, couples, communities of couples who can offer emotional, financial, and all of those levels of support so that we can build and, and make things better for our next generation. Uh, to answer the primary question uh, about broke men, I think, <laughs> I disagree with the guys there. I think that there are a lot of women who are with broke men and it's problematic, not because they're financially broke, but because they aren't focused and they don't share values and they aren't in a position um, mentally or emotionally to put them first. And that doesn't necessarily have to do with whether or not they have money, right? That has to do with, it could be a rich guy who's broke, it could be a poor guy who's broke, but we really just need to focus on aligning with people who have our values. And if we're looking to move forward in a committed relationship, make the commitment. 
All right. Um, I would like to ask everybody watching if you could do me a favor and give a digital thank you, digital round of applause for our all black intellectual chocolate panel. Uh, we do these panels all the time. <clears throat> They're either uh, about eight in the morning or eight at night, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So um, you should join us. We have really great conversations and uh, just thank everybody uh, for all the great work that they did today. And uh, also uh, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe, uh, hit the notification bell because uh, that's really important. We're building black media. We need your help. Uh, two things happening. One, black movie night is happening tonight. <clears throat> so the conversation continues tonight. We watched the movie Stock Option by Mark Harris, but there are other movies. There are other great black movies by black filmmakers. We do black movie night all the time. So you should definitely join us. The second thing is uh, this weekend, if you're interested in real estate, we're doing the black real estate weekend. Uh, there's a URL right there. Feel free to join us if you have an interest in going deeper into real estate. So <clears throat> let me give a quick uh, parting thought on this. And I'll just explain it with a story. I remember when I was um, 18 years old and uh, I was a terrible student in high school. My life was kind of a wreck. Um, I had nowhere to live. I uh, I had three options. I could go to the military. I could uh, I could go to college or I could keep working the Taco Bell. Even though I wasn't college material, I went to college anyway. <clears throat> and the reason mm -hmm. I went to college was for one reason. And the one reason was I didn't want to be broke. I did not want to be poor. I did not want to struggle financially. And why I felt that way <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. One, because I had a daughter, uh, my girlfriend, we discovered this thing that uh, nobody, this secret thing that we discovered alone, no one else knew about this called sex. And so when we discovered this thing, we found out there's another side to sex called pregnancy. So uh, I, here I was 18 years old with a newborn baby uh, with, with, without a pot to pee in. I mean, I had no money, no nothing, no, anything. So my number one goal, my only obsession at that point was uh, to not be broke. Uh, they said, what do you want to major in? I said, well, what's finance? They said, finance is money. I said, okay, I want to major in that because I don't want to be broke. <clears throat> and why, why I felt that way because of my daughter, number one, I did not want to feel the disappointment that comes with not being able to take care of your child. Number two, uh, I had a father. I had something a lot of our kids don't have, which is a dad. And my father, just through example, has shown me that uh, a, a man can't, it's hard for him to really be a man if he can't show up with the ability to provide and protect. And a big part of that in a struggling economic community, a community that struggles economically like ours is economic, is the ability to provide money, put money on the table, put food on the table. Right. So uh, I will just say that there's a reason why men chase after that. This is the, the reason goes back tens of thousands of years. There's a reason why women are attracted to that. It goes back tens of thousands of years. I don't think we're going to ever change that programming. The only time women don't care about money that I've seen is when they have so much money that money doesn't matter anymore. Then they start chasing other things, right? So uh, I would just say uh, my thought is that uh, you want to think about the financial side of the relationship. Be honest with yourself about that. Uh, find a partner who's equally yoked, who will grow with you, who will also understand what you might be going through. And also, um, you know, if you have a man that's prepared to lead and has his stuff together, support that, right? And uh, also, there's there's still space for women to roar and do whatever they want to do. But I think that we have to get out of each other's way to a certain extent in order for our families to make it. So uh, that's my two cents on the issue. Uh, go get your money, go be successful, go be free, go be strong, and that will make you more attractive. So thank you very much uh, to the panelists. Uh, we, I will be reaching out to all of you very soon. And let me get out of here because I hear a little arf arf in the other room. So uh, take care, everybody. Love you. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.